Hey, Kel, would you mind turning on the lights? Uh, let's bring on our guest uh, as we start the show, the Simple Mind Sports Show, uh, where we talk all things latest in the greatest New England sports. Uh, Dan Frost is coming to join us today. Wow, look at that. Red Rest Sox gear. gear as well. Wow. 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 A little bit of a newbie move. Is this like going to the concert and like wearing the shirt of the concert you're going to? He's not wearing a Simple Mind shirt. He's wearing a Red Sox shirt. Actually, fuck you, man. Where's the Simple Minds gear? <laughs> we didn't send him any yet. Don't worry. We don't even know if the audio works. Uh, Frosty, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good, boys. How are you? Oh, perfect. Right. See, he's not, he's, he's not a rookie. He knows what he's doing. No, he's in. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Well, you know, I have a mute and a kick out, so we'll find out uh, if he knows what he's doing. We don't know. Thank- we don't know what he's drinking, though. That's the thing. <laughs> if he's drinking something uh, undisclosed, then we're in for a treat. It's not undisclosed because I have to deal with the kids. So not yet. Not yet. The the 18 year old stuff doesn't get broken out till a little bit later. There you go. There you go. Well, the sun's down for me. So uh, join the party. Uh, Well, look, we're going to jump right into it here. We appreciate you jumping in. It is the summer of the queen. So Bill won't be joining us. You'll be filling in for him. And uh, we appreciate that. Let's get into the sports, gentlemen. So uh, this show is for as long as you would like to and can join us. Uh, uh, Dan Frost, by the way, everybody uh, is, is joining us, and it's Frosty to the friends, yeah. Oh yeah, Frosty uh, among any other, and there's many other names. Ray knows that's. Uh, I've been called a lot of things by a lot of people. So have we. Weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of them start with C and end with unt. Uh, let's start. Uh, I'll give you a showdown, and then we'll, we'll do some opening takes. Okay, so we're gonna do a show rundown. We'll be talking about Chris Sale, who got another oh. boo boo. Uh, Chris Sales in the news again. We'll, we'll, that'll be our first subject of the day. I have a, a feeling uh, the Bruins, uh, Bergeron and Krejci are back. So we're bringing this back to 2011. Uh, time travel matters. Patriots offense still in the news, still struggling. But is there light? Durant, Kevin Durant, then is uh, make some demands with Nets ownership and the Celtics are still in play. And of course, simplest minds of the week i'll go ahead and get it started with opening takes and i'll start with the kevin durant news that the celtics are still uh have now joined his list of preferred teams that he would like to be traded to including wanting to play with marcus smart of all people two things going on here clearly um the celtics and the nets are still in in communication and conversation about trading uh, Kevin Durant to the Celtics, problem including Jalen Brown in that trade. If that's the case, I'm out. I'm so fucking out on this guy. I'm so out on Kevin Durant and his frosted flake mentality and his personality. He guy has ghosted everybody he's ever been a part of. Now he's flying to London to do Kyrie Irving's bidding. He 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 is. I came to this conclusion today. I might write a blog, Raymond, on civilmindsports.com. Oh, nice. He is the Kyrie Irving of the Boston Red Sox. No, Chris Sale is the Kyrie Irving, the Boston Red Sox. I jumped ahead. Kevin Durant is just his little fucking uh, puppet that he's dragging along for the ride. And I don't want anything to do with it. I really don't because I, I I don't think he makes you he makes you marginally better. I don't know how much he makes you better in terms of if you have to give up Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. I just I'm out. I'm out on him in, in the whole fiasco that comes with Kevin Durant and the Kyrie Irving which brings me to my Chris Sale point in his fucking fiasco that's going on, uh, which reminds me of Kevin Durant. Uh, I'm sorry, Kari Irving and everything that, that he has, has put the Boston uh, fan base through. 
which is a lot of words for me to throw over to to Dan and uh, Frosty for uh, a little Red Sox take. Go ahead. Buddy. Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't be. Now, I'm not the world's biggest baseball fan, admittedly. I'm, I'm a Celtics fan first, but could not be more disappointed with how this season has gone. I thought they were going to have no problems hitting their over for season wins. I think it was 84 and a half, maybe 85 and a half. I thought that was no problem for this team. I didn't expect them to compete for a championship, but um, not only have the wheels come off and Bloom looks like he's trying to make us, you know, Tampa of the North, but there's no direction. This team has no direction. They traded their starting catcher who was hot for, I don't think all that much, but then went out and go, go get a first baseman. Like, what are you doing? Either you're buyers or sellers. You can't be both. Like, that's just not how it works. And, and Chris sale, this story, like I'm waiting for the truth to come out. Right. Because there's no way he fell off a bike. If he fell off a bike and broke his wrist, I, I, I should just sell, sell, sell my house, move to a third world country because I, I, I just, I can't believe that. This is a guy with documented mental problems and acts like a child. He's been enabled for way too long. He, and the Kyrie analogy is perfect. Got great talent, great talent. However, you are not worth the headache. Mm-mm. Certain Mm-mm. players are worth the headache. Kevin Durant five years ago might be worth the headache. Not now. Mm. Chris, you know, Kyrie. Thank you for agreeing with me. Yeah, but Ky- Ky- Kyrie's one should be one of the top point guards, but he doesn't yeah. want to play. He wants to. He's a douchebag. Yeah. So, He's a douchebag. And the only thing I'll say about the Chris Sale thing, and, and I agree with you, I think there's more to the story than we're hearing. However, it just might be the truth. That's how much of a bu- fucking buffoon this guy is. How, but if you told me on the other Jeff side of Kent? it. Do you remember Jeff Kent of the, of the San Francisco Giants? Jeff Kent. Oh, yeah. Yes. Bro- bro- broke his wrist washing his truck. Was that the yeah. story? I believe then, so. Well, it was a hard buff. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Must have been using Barry. Hey, man, bones. join me Tuesday at Irene's. You'll see what a hard buff looks like. You could spray mm-hmm. a wrist there. You might be you able could. to break one, too. I'm just saying, I, I understand what you're saying with Chris Sale, and I half agree with you, but I also think, like, he he might just be brittle enough to, like, take a light fall on a bicycle and snap his wrist. Like, that's in the in the Red Sox just be like, you know what, man? Fuck you, like, dude. We're not yeah, coming I, for you anymore. Like, I don't even think he broke his rib pitching oh no no how do you break a rib pitching so the red Sox are covering up for him oh he's just unlucky oh he's like no he's just he's got he's got problems and he might be a nice enough guy right i don't know him he's a prick leave it there frosty we're gonna get to the first segment ray uh why don't you uh finish off the opening takes with some patriots talk please Uh, absolutely but you guys have been so negative let me throw some positivity out into the uh sports world real quick uh last day of patriots yeah last day of practice for uh training camp uh the first preseason game rather and there's a bright spot and it's cold strange is he the missing link that we've needed on the offensive line uh all the beat guys were down there uh, saying that they're opening up late he was opening up lanes bigger than fucking bill's mom's vagina on friday nights because this boy is blocking he's a beast down there he's a lone bright spot or uh, ramadaba ding, uh, ding dong stevenson and damian harris had huge lanes huge gains when he was out there so are they clicking right before the uh season begins hopefully because uh there hasn't been many bright spots this preseason for uh these boys so i just heard a t-shirt idea raymond uh jot this down in the ledger cole strange huge lanes huge gains done Cole, huge lane, huge, huge gain, strange. 
No, I like the first one you had. Okay, whatever. Just put a just put a road on the on the uh, on the T-shirt. What kind did of road? You, did you guys uh, a road that's leading to Bill's mom's gay? Thank you. Welcome to the Super Mind Sports Show Friday Rewind August twelve. Eleven, twelve. Yeah, you're right. Thank you. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Fucking, you have a Mac. They have the calendar right down on the bottom. I know, but it says today's day. So add two. You're watching on YouTube. We apologize if you're listening on the podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, thank you. Uh, tell your friends, rate, uh, subscribe, review. Uh, if you're on iHeart, you're already on listening to the number one uh, New England sports show on iHeart Radio. So congratulations to you. Keep it going. If you're listening on iTunes, where the self subscribes, uh, nope, self prescribed, self proclaimed, proclaimed. Fuck me, words yeah. and numbers are <laughs> not I'm my saying, friend today. If I'm helping you, no, you're fine. I've been sick for two weeks, Raymond. You know oh, this. here we go. <laughs> here we go. Uh, self-proclaimed New England sports show on iTunes. So uh, join the movement. Whatever you do, uh, again, subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends, and always tell your mothers. Let's go back to the Bristol debacle. Fell off his bike getting lunch, says the Red Sox. Broke his uh, right wrist, not his throwing wrist, so that's uh, good news. Still uh, taking care of that left pinky that he got hurt with. Can I just give you, and I'll do this quickly, can I just give you the timeline of the of the craziness of that is Chris Sale going all the way back to the White Sox? Please. Just, just bear with me for uh, just a minute here. Okay, this goes back to all the way to 2012. Uh, Tony LaRusa was managing the uh, White Sox, if you can remember back that long, 10 years ago. 10 years ago, Chris Sale uh, went to his house, LaRusa's house, after LaRusa put him in the bullpen after some injuries and some uh, on the field, um, you know, bad starts. He put him into the bullpen. Chris Sale drove to his house to confront him, which you just don't do as a professional athlete. 2013, the year after. Or anything. Or or any anything. job, yeah, any job. You just don't go confront the boss at his fucking in his driveway, yeah. and while he's standing, in, you remember like old ass fucking Tony Larusa. Even ten years ago was old. Hey, old balls, get me out of the fucking bullpen! Like <laughs> he's standing in his driveway in his long boxer shorts and his white t-shirt, like Bill on a fucking Saturday morning, yeah. smoking a cigar. Doesn't know, know where the fuck he is. Just wants to start drinking, day drinking, praying his dick gets hard tonight. Thinks like, it's another fuck dealing. you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck you, Chris. Your elbow sucks. You're in the bullpen. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that was uh, the year after he tried to uh, start a coup after uh, the vice president of baseball operations. Kenny Williams at the time decided to let Adam LaRoche go, who I think was 49 or whatever at that point in time. <laughs> he just he, he started a media coup and tried to bring half of the uh, of the locker room with him to say that. Kenny Williams should be fired and went all the way to ownership, lost that battle too. the next year insists that it was a sign stealing conspiracy with the Tigers and Victor Martinez. There's video of this on the internet. He's on the mound staring into center field for a good 30 seconds as the catcher is trying to give him the sign to pitch still won't pitch eventually strikes Martinez out and then gives this wave of the cap to center field. 
Nothing came out of that, but that was a big conspiracy theory. 2016, everyone knows this. He cut up, he cut up jerseys in the White Sox uh, dugout or wherever it was, and uh, back in the uh, clubhouse. Retro jerseys, he cut them up with a knife because he didn't want to play with those jerseys. The White Sox inevitably suspended him for five days or five games. He got suspended uh, for insubordination. Uh, and then he was traded to the Red Sox, which was nice. 2017, uh, Chris Sale, that was the only, I think the only year Chris Sale had a, a, a year that was not interrupted by either injury or some kind of buffoonery he was injured before that in 2012 2013 2014 2017 for the Sox, 17 and 8 2.9 uh era 308 strikeouts 214 innings led the mlb and then this is where the shit started 2018 where they won the world series he had two stints on the 10-day dl for shoulder inflammation with eventually led to tommy john surgery 2019 is when he signed his five-year 145 million dollar contract he went six and eleven that year with a uh, 4.4 ERA, inevitably uh, placed on the DL, got Tommy John surgery 2021. Uh, 2021, he was back in August 14th, hit the COVID list, allowed eight runs on 10 hits and four walks and nine innings in the postseason, and now brings us to 2022. Started this season breaking his rib, Frosty, uh, by pitching. What Was that a BC? What did they say that was? I don't even remember where that was. I just remember that it was such a bad sign that they broke his rib and that they were already talking a June start for him before the season started, right? Yeah, it was like in February that they yeah. said like, they didn't even report it. It was like two weeks after they reported it. Yeah, because yeah, you have to remember the... the uh, which is ahead. another thing that's weird, right? In a, in a 24-hour news cycle when everything's immediate and we get stuff before, like we find out players are traded before they are. Yeah. In day and age, and we don't find out that he breaks a rib until two weeks later. Oh, he <laughs> fell off his bike three days ago on his way to lunch, but no one saw him. Like, yeah, yeah it smells bullshit. How do you break a rib pitching? That like you either are Marilyn Mansing yourself trying to suck your own dick, or in his case, potentially sneezing because he's so rail thin, or you bumped into a dresser or something, and then people forget he had that mysterious setback. He was supposed to be back in June, and then he had a quote-unquote setback that pushed him past the All-Star break. Then he comes back and pitches. Which was a gem. The first game he pitched was a gem. I won't call it a gem. He pitched he, he, five he pitched, fucking innings. It, it was, was a good, solid. Though. It was good five innings. They, they, sh they should have won that game. Have we forgotten about Pedro Martinez? A gem in five innings? I'm not calling it a gem. Today's day I, and age, that's a gem. Fine. For a $145 million guy that's pitched nine innings before that, I'll, I'll give it to you. Fine. He pitched the gem, and then the next start broke his pinky. <laughs> In the first inning. To be honest, that one's legit. He came off the field. But you know what? I kind of feel like the way that that broke and the way, like, snap that bitch into place and fucking throw. You know? Like, Pedro threw hurt in 99. Couldn't you not go out there and just throw some heaters, man? People are soft nowadays. We know that. We talk about this all the time. I guess you need a pinky to throw a changeup. That's what they'll tell you. Um, uh, let's not forget, before he came back, he went ape shit on a wall on a TV in Worcester for having a bad, bad outing there. Do you remember so his justification? He thought that no one could see him. Not that the whole thing was a mistake. Yeah. And then, and then to buy his way out of an apology. Do you guys remember what he did? Bought all the players yes. their Bose headsets, 
right? Yeah. Your, uh, earphones, yeah, whatever. Fuck the TV. Oh. He just got everyone headphones. Yeah. Did you see uh, Tomasi. <laughs> Tomasi had a uh, had a, a, an article about uh, Chris Sale has said pretty much countless times that he feels bad that he's collecting all this money for not pitching and not doing his job. Tomasi's like, hey, you have an opt out this year. You can just opt out and then come back for nothing and pitch for a couple of years and make your money. <laughs> you know, no, that's not going to happen. Fuck you, Chris Sale. What a fraud. This is this is where I made the terrible Kyrie analogy in the opening take. Just the two biggest frauds to come into Boston. Chris Sale's not on Kyrie's level. Kyrie is a fucking lunatic. I think Chris Sale might believe half the shit he says, but I make that comparison because you look at the 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16 incidents that were going on with the White Sox. This guy was an absolute lunatic, and the Red Sox traded for him, which inevitably... Not a bad trade. Not a bad trade for us. Yohan Mankata has not turned into anything special. At the point, at that point in time, he was arguably the best prospect that the Red Sox had. And they traded uh, for Chris Sale. And I guess you want to, let's say he helped them win a World Series. He was, he was kind of smoking mirrors in the playoffs, but he had a good regular season. Since that contract, he's been a fucking, he's not only injuries have, have caught up to him now that, that Kyrie S lunacy is catching up to him. And this latest thing in the bike is, is, is right in line with that. And you're probably right, Dan, that it's probably not a bike incident. It's probably, he punched something cause he was aggravated or. Yeah. I mean, other than, other than maybe, and uh, we're Ray and I talked about this a little bit online, but maybe other than Rusney Castillo, I can't think of a worse contract that the Red Sox have done this past uh, whatever 20 years with this ownership group i mean you got you call crawford's up there adrian gonzalez is up there pablo uh, what's that pablo sandoval oh yeah yeah what what fat panda dustin pedroia oh yeah fuck you ray <laughs> we've had this we've had this debate we've had this conversation i've had it online too rossi they I call uh, Chris Sale the worst contract in Red Sox history, and I think he cemented it this year unless he comes out and wins two Cy Youngs. And here's why. The money is one thing, right? But the circumstances are another. You signed this guy after 2018 watching what he went through in terms of health after a career of basically the same shit. He had shoulder inflammation in in, uh, Chicago. He had to be sat down. The average pitcher throws 34 innings, uh, 34 games a year. The average starting pitcher. He's never touched that. The most he's done is 32. He's done it twice. He's done 31 once. Most of the rest of his years are in uh, mid-20s. Ray, what are you saying? You're muted. Sorry. Since signing that deal, he's only pitched 36 games. Since signing the deal with the Red Sox? Yeah. He's pitched 11. No, 36 games since uh, 2018. Oh, games. They said games. He's 11 and 13 record since coming to the Red Sox. Nope. Since signing that contract, that massive five year, $145 million contract. I think he's only pitched 11 games Mm-mm. in 2019. Since 2019, he's pitched in 36 games. I don't think that's true. It's true. I did all the stats today. I don't trust your stats. That's fine. But, but either way, uh, the, the point of that is. In terms of worst contract, you they signed him knowing that he was damaged goods. 
They signed him knowing that he was damaged goods to be the ace of a staff for five years, at over 30 years old, with injury history. And by the way, he's a fucking lunatic. Yeah, thinking this market would would fix him, Carl Crawford. Yeah, right, right. Having to deal with that all. Do you think he's going to be the next guy that uh, throws out the mental health thing? I'm not saying mental health is a joke, but do you think he's going to come out and that's how he's going to save face? It's, it's uh, for me... And again, especially with, with guys, you know, there is a stigma to it. So even talking about it is, is tough. However, for it not to, for it not to have been brought up yet that he hasn't used it as some sort of crutch or or reason or something. It's like when the new Bruins coach got, got fired. Everyone's like, well, it can't be because he's an alcoholic because, you know, the team wouldn't do that. There must've been an incident. So yeah, I, I don't know, man. He's just, he's going to collect his money. And it's another at like, for, I would have, I would have had them when he was healthy trade, trade him for Madison Bumgarner, a guy yeah. who's probably getting slightly overpaid, but at least the dude's a workhorse. He's a little bit mentally unstable, but the guy's going to grind for you and at least pitch every five days. Yeah. yeah. We, we can, we could have a conversation about management all night. Um, but I, I have a, I guess we'll uh, transition into these two subjects that I do have about management, specifically Bloom and what he's done with the roster. The first being, I absolutely hate Jared Duran. And that's not just a, I hate him on the team as a base, you know, he's really hurting my rep. No, I hate him as a guy, as a boy, because he's a fucking boy. He's a little boy out there playing. Soft, soft boy. I'm not even going to call him. He's just a fucking boy. Boys aren't soft. Boys are just boys. They don't know how to handle themselves, right? They don't know how to handle themselves in, in tough situations. They're like, they just act what their body tells them to act. They don't know how to go, oh, shit, you know, I should I should kind of hold my tongue or be responsible or be respectful. here. Jaron Duran is just a boy. He's just catch a, a fly ball. fucking boy who can't catch fly balls, who can't fucking play baseball. I hate Jaron Duran. I fucking hate Jaron Duran. That and uh, with all the reports that people in the Red Sox front office, quote unquote, front office or clubhouse, quote unquote, clubhouse are losing faith in Bloom. No, 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 no. That's ownership losing faith in Bloom. Do you agree or disagree, Frosty? I know you're not a big Red Sox guy, but we get your last, yeah, last yeah, take the, on this but, one here. But this, this Red Sox ownership group has a history of smearing people before they get out, pushed out the door. Happened with Tito. Right. When he was leading, Great us, point. which he was a solid manager, right. Which is another problem with this team. Alex Cora is a cheating bum. He is not all he's cracked up to be. Get him out of town too. him bloom the whole ownership group. I, I'm just blown up. We, we have, we have a bunch love of it. absolutely love it. We have a bunch of fans that sing sweet Caroline, whether we're winning or losing. <laughs> blow it up. I almost I almost just said the R word. That wouldn't have been good. But that is so oh, we, we got beeps. We got, we got beeps. beeps. That is so fucking stupid. Like oh it, it just they're they're a money-making machine. Everything's about the experience and America's park. And it's not about they're almost if they didn't have quite as much money, I would think they were baseball's version of the Jacobs. And they just want to be competitive enough hmm. to maybe get a playoff gate. And to keep the fans coming in and to charge the highest ticket prices in their sport, an average family of four can't go to Fenway for under 500 bucks. No, you're right. And the Bruins are a terrific 
uh, comparison to them, and we've done that before, and, and it really has uh, met that. And a nice segue to our to our future segments. But it is that they 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 don't. There's no uh, path that anybody can see. The buy and sell approach at the deadline by Bloom. They want to. The, it's like they understand that the that the fan base is asking for them to put out a good product, and they deserve it because of how much money they make. However, they're trying to play within their bottom line, and on top of that, I think that they have inadequate people running their baseball operations. I don't think Heim Heim Bloom. I wrote this in a, in a blog of the week in SimpleMindSports.com. Heim Bloom is not a leader. All right. And you need somebody who knows how to lead in the position that he's in, whatever his fucking title is nowadays. Where, where, President where, of baseball where, where ops, he? GM. Where was he at the trade deadline? Where was he at the trade deadline? He was uh, back, back in Boston. Boston. He was back in Boston. down there manning up because he, he had to be nimble. Like, you don't have Wi-Fi? Are you, you don't know how to use a phone? Hey, hey, boss, we're getting a trade offer. And uh, right. I, like... It's or just, send send one of your peons down there to to uh to send the message. He's not a leader. He doesn't no. know how to do the job. He's never done the job. You still you're president of baseball operations. That doesn't just mean reading spreadsheets and checking stats anymore. Heim, you're not in the back room anymore. <laughs> you are the face of the fucking franchise, and everybody, literally everybody within that franchise, looks to you in everything that's done. And you need to have a tough enough chin to handle that and make the right moves. And it, he is, he's, he's, since he's been here, has been reactionary. And that might be ownership's fault because they made him trade Mookie. But since he's been here, has been reactionary to uh, public pressure, to the team, to everything else. And the only plan that he's had is bring as much prospects in and throw shit against the wall and see what sticks. That's the only plan he's had. None of it has had to do with the ball club in playing in Fenway. None of it. And wasn't it a couple weeks ago? I, I have no sense of a timeline for this summer, but didn't John Henry or someone from ownership come out and say, oh, the reason that they haven't invested in much as players is because of how much baseball operations and data analysts cost? Like yeah. that, which is which is so stupid because your salary for your players has nothing to do with what you pay. Your secretary, your your valets has nothing to do with it. Those well, it's all on the bottom the line, Frosty. He owns the Penguins. He owns Liverpool. He, you know, he's talking to LeBron on Friday nights about their bottom line of Fenway Sports. Oh yeah, he's, he's got it he's all got comes trickling down in his mouth. Yeah, but the greater point of that, you play Trevor Story twenty million. Your fucking staff at Fenway probably in total cost maybe a million <laughs> if you have twenty guys there. So it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. I don't want to go over on the Red Sox because we always do this. We always. Ramble on the Red Sox and go, Frosty, you want to stick around for a little bit? We're going to do, uh, what are we doing next, Ray? We're doing headlines, and then we're doing Bruins. Bruins and Patriots left, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'll All stick right. around because I want to hear from you boys. The over-under, talking about a positive for the Patriots, Ray, the over-under on their wins for the year Ooh. is eight and a half. The under is currently plus odds on DraftKings. Stick around to see what the boys have to say about that. And until then, we'll be uh, kicking over to headlines with the obvious. Thank you, Richard. Uh, the Red Sox are playing 300 baseball since the All-Star break. They are dead last in the division and 10th in the AL. Reinforcements will not be coming from the $145 million skeleton that is Chris Sale. Sale fell off his huffy and broke his wrist. Reports are he fell into a pile of pillows, but they were tempur and a little stiff. 
Speaking of st- stiff, Jaron Duran sucks, and I haven't been hard since. Never mind. Uh, the Bruins inked deals to bring back their captain, Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci. Krejci, 36, and Bergeron, 37, both signed one-year deals with fake incentives. The Bruins have said they look forward to a $4.5 million in dead cap space uh, next season. Kevin Durant flew to London to demand action from Nets owner Joe Tossi. Durant demanded uh, either GM Sean Marks or coach Steve Nash be fired or he was out of Brooklyn. Motivation to the band was unknown until we found out his little gremlin buddy, Kyrie Irving, had turned his fucked up third eye into Nets management. Kyrie became displeased with the Nets by giving him everything he asked for just in the manner in which his YouTube (laughs) gods would have liked. Uh, in Patriots news, surprisingly, Skinny Ray, a.k.a. Matt Patricia, does not have a full grasp on the Patriots' new offense. The biggest problem seemed to be with the offensive line and final execution of plays. Patricia holds both titles of offensive line coach and offensive play caller. Go figure. This has been Headlines with the Obvious One. Back to you there, Richard. Thanks, Ray. You're welcome. That's pretty good. Nah, I tried. I Sorry tried. for that 20-year-old joke. All right, let's let's do the Patriots talk because we don't. We're uh, the departure of Frosty could be at any point in time now. So let's let's get to the Patriots talk of that over under, which is not in here. So let's start with that. Let's get your let's get the predictions on uh, uh, Frosty. Why don't you why don't you go ahead and repeat what you said here before the headlines, the over unders that we're looking at. Yeah, so knowing that the Patriots are putting in a new scheme without any coaches that have any experience putting in said scheme, I took a look at their over-under for the season wins. Always interesting, right? They're the Patriots. They're Bill Belichick. They get tons of respect, especially in Vegas. Vegas doesn't disrespect the Patriots. Their over-under for the wins is at eight and a half, meaning do you think they're going over 500 or under 500? And despite them saying, what, they're 2% away today? Was that one of the, the quotes I had? They're 2% Mac, away? Mac, Mac might have alluded to that. Yeah. Numbers um, guy. He's a numbers guy. Yeah. The the under, under eight and a half wins is plus odds. And maybe that's meant to entice some of Frosty's money to go towards DraftKings. Don't do it, Frosty. Don't oh, do fuck, it. No, fuck that. It worked. 50 bucks. <laughs> 50 bucks on the under. Patriots are not going over 500 this year. Okay, so we we um here's what I'm interested in. I I, I want to hear your prediction, Ray. But everyone's wrong on predictions. So, what does that what does that say to you? So, for for the Brady years, you could like 11, you could have you could have bought a house on the over unders that they put on on the Patriots for about a decade. It was always at ten or eleven, and they always got twelve. <laughs> like it was a fucking lock. So you could have bought a house on that. So now you're at eight and a half. You got an extra game. Uh, like you said, Dan, the, you know, you're talking about a 500 team. Are the Patriots a 500 team tells me Vegas doesn't know what the fuck they are. Tells me Vegas has no idea what to expect of the Patriots, but they believe Bill Belichick can drag a team with what they consider to be 500, at least talent to a 500 team. That's what, that's what that tells me. And that's kind of been my sentiment basically all along and then we get to camp and every single report that we hear every beat guy 
They can't talk about anything else other than the fact that the offense is abysmal Mm -hmm. and they have not come close to figuring out the blocking scheme with this new offensive um, scheme that they, that they are looking to do. And that's what it is. Let's not, let's not, let's boil it down to, to really what the problem is, right? It's the offensive line and they can't figure out the blocking scheme with this new offensive scheme. And Matt Patricia is in charge of all of it. So um, uh, that's all to you. So, so your opinion on the over under and Matt Patricia getting them over that home. Oh, I'm fucking going all over. I'd, I'd take, I'd put a lot of money on the over. I think they're going to be a 10 win team easily. I mean, if you look at their schedule, it's kind of cupcake. You got the Dolphins, Steelers, Ravens, and uh, Packers the first four weeks. I think you could go three and one easily on that first. I'm gonna just, I'm just going to stop you. Why? I, I just want to inform and ask you about your level of homerism going on right now. Packers you have, at like a Packers have zero. 75, 85%. I'm going 60%. You're in Green Bay. Uh, who's your lost who's your receiver who's your receiver the last seven times who's your receiver that's going to beat you in green bay all of them Lazard. Uh, (laughs) all of them what what cornerback is going to stop a wide receiver in the nfl this year for the patriots aaron jones will have three touchdowns against us they won't need a receiver i said three and one so that could be your one loss but you got Pittsburgh, who doesn't have a quarterback, who they all report. I'll give you Pittsburgh. Out. It sounds like Trubisky is a full-on trash can walk. Baltimore, uh, Lamar Jackson is the Baltimore's most... going to be sneaky, fucking good. Lamar Jackson's going to no. own you in that nope. game, yeah. especially you when your it? offense sucks balls in the first quarter of the season. Go on, Ray. Sorry to interrupt you, but give me, give. Let's go on from that, and then we'll. You want to go for the trust. next four? Uh, you got the no, no, no. Just continue go to go from there. Okay. Okay. I mean, the next four, you got the uh, Lions suck. Browns without. Uh, I don't want to do. I know, actually, Ray. Fuck you. I don't want to do right, the win loss. Right. I'm not looking for the win loss. I'm looking for a general conception of how you think. Uh, the I Patriots think our schedule offense. is easy, and we're gonna fall into. So this- you believe that because the schedule is easy, a schedule that you deem easy, which is not, that they will be above 500. You don't put any stock. You're not putting any stock into the actual fucking question that I asked. That the offense, the new offense that they're implementing. He's Skinny fucking Ray, they, that is not a problem to you. No, that's because not a you know why? For you, you know why? Because when we had Cam Newton, what did we figure out? We're gonna fucking run, 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 run. What has this offensive line figured out in the past couple of days of camp? Run, 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 run. So if Mac Jones can't fucking figure out this offense, fucking hand the ball to Ramadan, Ding Dong, Stevenson, or Damian Harris, and fucking just run the ball down to everyone's throat. Do right, it, Dan. I'm gonna go to you because by all accounts from everybody on that, um, I, and I'll pull it up here. I have, have many tweets, but by all for everybody on the on the field there, it's not necessarily a Mac Jones problem. It's mainly an offensive line problem. Did they am I, am I wrong? They figured it out today. Wait, the 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 team that couldn't have three consecutive days of padded practices just they 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 cracked the code. They figured it out. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. Wasn't today non-competitive too? Wasn't it? Not- no. Every, every day's been non-competitive. Rich, it's the friggin' Pats this year. <laughs> apologies, apologies, Dan. Apologies. Give me your opinion on uh, on the offense here. What do you think? What's the solution? What's the uh, game plan? What do you think is going to happen? What do you think? Why are they doing it? Just give me. You know, you're new on the show. What What's your overall uh, conception here of the offense? That they they should have brought in 
an actual guy with experience putting that scheme in. It's not, this isn't like a, the McVeigh playbook for dummies and Patricia can read this because he's got a pencil in his ear and can figure it out because he's a scientist or whatever. Like this, this just doesn't work. And the hubris of Bill Belichick right now to like, to not have a coordinator and to throw that and like people say, oh, I'm not going to have a coordinator. And like, it's just, it's insane. It's not, it's not quite on the level of insanity of the Red Sox, not knowing which direction they're going, but he's just like, he's being contrarian to be contrarian now. Like he's always been a dick. He's always been like short lipped with all of his questions and answers. But now he's just like, I don't care. I'm just going to collect a few more bucks. And then, you know, maybe he thought McDaniels was going to be his successor before the guy bounced to Las Vegas. I have no idea. So now he's scrambling because he knows it can't be, you know, lick your lips. The the snow just hit my face. His son, Steve Belichick, like, <laughs> it, it, like I know, I no, know, but no coordinators. And you bring back two guys that were laughing stocks in the league with not only Matt Patricia, but Joe Judge. And you bring them in because you're Patriots guys, but then you don't go back and you don't implement the old Patriot system. So they're, what's going to happen is they're, if this doesn't work after, let's say after six games, they're maybe they're battling 500, maybe they're two and four, who knows. But I think they might just revert, throw the whole thing out and go back to, to what they know. But then yeah. Josh McDaniels isn't there and they're going to have problems doing that. And the guys, it's going to, this is just going to be a bad season. And I mean, last year I wasn't all in on the Patriots either. And they proved me wrong because they pulled off all these wins in a row and everyone thought they're the greatest things on sliced bread. And then it turns out they can't play against the real competition, much like the Red Sox in the AL East. So did yeah. they, there's no solution right now, but honestly, like they're, they're just middling. They're going to be, they have a loyal fan base. I'm going to be rooting for them. Like, even though my money is literally on the under, I'm going to be rooting for them every Sunday because I don't know any better. But <laughs> they can't they, – they don't have the allure of Tom Brady to cover up all of these deficiencies. And there's too many deficiencies. They've got – you know, they, 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 we're going to be – we're not going to be good for the next – not only this year or, like, the year after. Like, I see a couple decades of futility. We're going Some back to we, – we had our dynasty – we had the greatest run in, in professional sports history in Boston, and now we have to pay for it with our teams. Yeah, I've been saying it for years. The back end of my life is going to suck as a uh, as a sports fan, and maybe we're looking at it. But um, I agree with a lot of what you said. I, I don't know if they're going to be that bad. I do believe Bill Belichick is still a really good football coach. I think if you go 7-9 with the corpse of Cam Newton, you're a good football coach getting to the playoffs last year was good. He, he to, your, to your exact point, he watched what was happening the first four weeks and it didn't, and he took over what he needed to. And then, and then after the bye week gave that defense back to his son and it went to shit and that was a problem. And yeah, he created another problem with this offense here. So let's see how far his greatness can reach. That being said, Think they're a nine and eight team. I just maybe, but they're I last, think Mac Jones is good games. enough. I think they got enough talent on the roster. I think I they're a nine and eight team. That doesn't say anything to to anything to what you're talking about. But, but just in terms of the over under, I would hit the over. I so, hit the over on the eight and a half. 
Yeah, no, and there's a reason that they put plus odds probably on the under to entice a simpleton like me, simple mind like me. I see the plus odds. Welcome right? to the show. Oh, yeah. Hey, when I put together my parlays, I'm not looking for, you know, the, the minus 180s. I'm looking for plus odds. And yeah. But, like, their last six games, right, goes versus Buffalo at Arizona, at Las Vegas, versus Cincinnati, versus Miami, at Buffalo. Ooh. I forgot you got to play the top five quarterback in the NFL and Joe Burrow in the last six weeks in the NFL. They're going to be they're like gonna that, be. that, but that J- January 1st versus Miami, that game won't go well. It never goes well for us. That late season game against Miami. I don't think it's going to go well. Yeah. Unless, unless yeah, the wins fall off in Miami this year with Tua, which they easily could. So I could be wrong. I'll give you, and, I'll give you that on, on Miami. Oh, it's an, it's a new coach. Um, Flores had your number. I just, I I'll just I'll just play the long term odds on that one, but you know the the greater overarching point on this is I think you brought it up is Belichick's motivations and and what like what is he thinking? Is he really just mailing it in and just going? I want to try some shit. I don't want to pay a lot of people. So the reports are that coaches' salaries come out of his purse, purse yeah. right? So it's like if he gets. 35 million if for a no coaching court, staff. No he can take whatever he wants and then pay out to the rest of the coaching staff. So is he just being a greedy cunt? And, and yes. you know, the yes, Giants are playing Patricia and the or the Giants playing Judge and the Lions are playing Patricia. So let's go. I it's hard. I don't know. I don't know. I think he's motivated by Mac Jones. I think he likes Mac Jones. I think that he can he feels like he can coach a Mac Jones offense. I think he feels like he has some good talent. I think he's he spent a shit ton of money two years ago to bring in good talent. It just in my heart of hearts, I think that he has good motivation. However, I don't see the concept and the logic of putting in a new fucking system when you drafted a guy to run your old system in Mac Jones and he was good at it. And now it seems like he's frustrated running this bullshit system. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's... I don't I, think I, there's like, a I lot just, of answers out there right now. I think the only... From people that follow the team, report on the team, or fans of the team, the only the only way we're going to be able to see September 18th. what the solution is, is Game not one. even then, uh, January 1st. Talk Ooh. to me then. Fucking okay. talk to me then. With a Belichick team, they're going to mold. They're going to evolve. They're going to do different things. Talk to me on January 1st. If they're not running the zone scheme on the offensive line at some point in the season, you'll know that it was a mistake. Until then, it's hard. It's really hard to predict that. I'll I'll give you a prediction. I'll tell you that it's probably a mistake. It's probably a mistake with your with your the type of players that you have on the team. But I'm not going to say it won't work to some capacity. See I, see, I think the mistake is that they haven't brought in the right people to coach. All they need is a guy that's like a LaFleur type. Obviously, yeah, not, a you're not a Green Bay, but get a McVay disciple that has been around this for a few years. A, a guy that's been around Shanahan for a few years has actually done this. And I think we would have been better off than we are now. But Instead, they again, it, it may be the analogy to the coaches and how much you pay. And hey, if we don't have a coordinator, I don't have to pay as much money because you're you're a line coach and you're not a coordinator. And now I get a few extra bucks. But that means to me, I used to think Belichick's motivation was winning without Brady because so many people, for one reason or another, think that this was this was all due to one. I don't. I think it's a it's 
the pair. If we did, if we only had one and not the other, it doesn't work either way. However, now I have to question, is his motivation actually winning? Because I don't see a, like definitely not a contending team, maybe it may be a competitive team, but if they were competitive, you don't get whitewashed by the freaking Buffalo bills in the playoffs like that. Hmm. Force say, Force two things. Hunt. I get you. I get you. But I have two, I have a couple points, two points in that. And I, I won't try to go along. This is not white wine night, Ray, but it is um, drinking night. Cause you told me not to drink the, uh, the Belichick motivations are, is t- top of my mind right now. And it's really interesting to me. Here's what I've come to. He's just going to give a fuck. He just doesn't give a fuck. I don't think he fucking cares. I think he, I think he's doing what he thinks is right or what he thinks is as right to his closest, what he wants to do. And then, and then in terms of, um, you know, fighting for records or anything like that, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't quite know if he cares. Can I throw something at you? Go ahead. What if we make the playoffs? Do you think that would be the biggest swinging dick move that he could say? Be like, look at all of you guys doubted me all year long. I couldn't do it with Matt Patricia, Joe Judge. Look at me now. I'm in the playoffs. Even if he doesn't win one, just making it to the playoffs, just you'd fucking throw that thing out and be like, suck it, all of you. I, I think that's what he is. Yeah, maybe. He He's definitely had a contrarian uh, personality his entire career. He's definitely done things just to do them as a contrarian point because he thinks be he's the smartest guy in the room. Um, I think his general managing skills have um, undermined him a lot of ways in, in the way that he wants to coach. And he might be looking at that now, but if you look at the roster, the talent, the talent's a playoff roster, like, you know, the talent's a playoff roster. It's a borderline to playoff roster. The other point I was going to make on the bills thing, they lost Dayball. Dayball fucking owned Belichick Dayball mm-hmm. owned Belichick in the scheme. So let's see how how uh old Josh Allen up there does without Dayball calling his calling his fucking shots. And uh I lost my last track train of thought on the last point of the Patriots. So I'll give it to you, Frosty. Last point of the Patriots before we move on to the Bruins. Yeah, I, I, the Patriots are I feel better about the Patriots than I do the Red Sox. But oh, no. I figured it out. Sorry, Frosty. Bit yeah, right. Bring it in. Bring it in. Right. I got the Bill's uh, Belichick's uh, motivation for holding all the money. And this is specifically for you. And you need to answer me. Is this a fat joke? Not quite. Okay. Does Linda have fake breasts? Ooh. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to go. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, you don't have the X. You know what? If nothing else, we're a show of accuracy. So I'm going to need you to figure that out. Okay, and then maybe it's a saving up situation for the best breaths possible for Linda. Keep talking for a moment. Oh, I'm okay. Gonna... Well, you know, but wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> do, do you know what a good set of tits costs, Rich? I got to tell you, I don't have a clue. These things are fake. Don't say that. These are fake. I don't have a clue. They're, 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 Five grand, seventy five hundred. Is that it? That's it. Shit. Okay. So that that can't be it. And I'm looking at these right now. What if they're laced in gold? Nope they're they're fucking definitely fake already. What if they're filled with gold bullion just for? What if he's stashing some of the cash in her tits? He's actually like a Bitcoin in there. There's Bitcoin in there. (laughs) Yeah, he's mining Bitcoin in Linda's boobs like a like an offshore account. Just purrs Ethereum as he's grabbing at her. Every oh, time he man. flicks the nip, he gets a deposit of fucking 
<laughs> Gee. I'm going to send you this picture real quick, Richard. You keep talking, but I want you to tell me who's pressing okay. bigger. <laughs> okay. Uh, you got it. Yours? Are you going to give me yours? No. Quick break. We'll be right back to talk about the Bruins. <laughs> said that to me uh, i'm sending it to you now Hold on there you go whose breasts are bigger do you like this boob that's my boob. Linda, how how much younger is linda mm. the first not... wife never gets any attention either i'm gonna say gotta be what 10 the, what the, the oh. <laughs> look at those things she's 59 59 and she's so 69 nice nice <laughs> 10 years Oh, Bill could fill that out. Bill so could I sent him a that. picture of uh, Belichick on the beach with Linda, and he's shirtless, and his tits are fucking massive. Yeah, oh, but they're like, you know, but they're like an he's old guy. It's like I've been six, in the gym. Rings, one for each. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The boat's Her- got six rings. He's got six rings on his chest. That's just. Yeah, he desperately needed a Photoshop in this picture. But dude, at 70, if I look like Belichick at 70, I'm not going to complain. Really? What? You, Ray, have you, do you own a mirror? <laughs> do you own a fucking head of hair? Oh, good one. He's got a visor on. I'll take a fucking visor and those. I'll take a cutoff sweatshirt, a visor, and poorly shaped tits. Listen, my tits are fucking perky right now. His are sagging. Fuck him. I need, I need some nice, t- saggy, you know, perky tits for my lifelong uh, retirement. Whatever, you're fat. Uh, the Bruins have signed and you're bald, David. I'm not fucking bald. Does that look bald to you? Then balding. <laughs> the Bruins have signed David Pasenak and uh, nope, Patrice Bergeron. Nope, David Krejci and Patrice Bergeron. What did I say? David Krejci. Uh, you said Pasternak. Oh, we'll cut that. The Bruins have signed uh, David Pasternak. The Bruins have signed nope. David Krejci and Patrice Bergeron each to one year deals. Uh, Bergeron signs for one year, two and a half million uh, base and a two and a half million dollar incentive. The incentive for both of these guys is to play 10 games. Good luck to them. Godspeed. Krejci signs for a one year, one million dollar base, two million dollar incentive. And uh, also on the list, uh, Pavel Zaka signed for a one year, three and a half million dollar deal. Uh, Frosty, your your opinion on the Bruins? What's your what's your Bruins scope here? As we have not heard from you yet. Yeah, the I'm glad that Bergeron's coming back for one more year. I I love him, love him as a Bruin. And what would with, it cost you to suck his dick? Like, what would you? What would it take? How much money? Ten million. Ten million. Well, is this like uh everyone knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone would know. Everyone knows. You do it on the internet. Like TMZ would fucking report it. And you only have to do it for um, 10 minutes. Completion. Oh, completion? completion. That might not happen. Two, two, two commas, dude. I'm not degrading myself for that. It's got to be a million bucks. <laughs> wow. Wow. Million. We're, we got a new winner on the fucking show. Government's, oh, take, government's taking that's 6% low. of that. You're, you, you see what the Illinois guy had to give up in taxes? <laughs> Just so you know, the queen's at 10. 10 million. So 10 million is the lowest you'll go for sucking a dick. 
That's However, a, we didn't prefer Bill might suck. Wait, wait, yeah, Patrice but Rose wait, wait. What, what, what if what if you oh. picked what if you picked an Atlanta Brave? Oh, that'd be probably free. That's a good point. Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman, free. Yeah, free. he would do that for like a uh, Chipper Jones uh, tramp stamp or something. Like, give me no, a mushroom, give me a little mushroom on the cheek there, yeah. Chipper. Yeah, he just put some ink on your dick and slap it on my cheek. <laughs> no, the uh, anyway, the, go ahead. The Bruins, the Bruins are trying to hold on to something, which is so weird because their window closed a while ago. Like I, I thought that they were going to have their problems with the Carolina Hurricanes going into the playoffs. Sure enough, they did, and then we decide that we don't like our coach because he hurts people's feelings. And they get rid of Cassidy, who I thought was a bright spot in the organization. He was blunt. He was honest. I, the guy, I, I liked him as a coach, but clearly the players didn't. And I think if they brought Cassidy back, then we wouldn't see Bergeron and Krejci and all of this stuff happening. So we'll see what happens, but I'll, uh, I'll cheer for him. I won't expect much. Uh, you know, they make it to the playoffs. It's going to be a first round exit because mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're getting washed up and, Again, like they they were up against the cap, so they're they they had, they were kind of screwed, right? Because of how they've managed things, and there wasn't much they could do. And friends of mine that are bigger hockey fans have actually played hockey, know the sport much better than I do. They're all on board with this Krejci signing and bringing Bergeron back. So I just say I defer to them, but. I have zero expectations of this year. And if they make it to the playoffs, great. If they make it out of the first round, I'll, uh, I'll be taking, probably, I'll be taking you two out for golf. Maybe the queen, if he shows up, which yeah, uh, summer, summertime, it's not good. Talk to the queen. Raymond, uh, you, you, Raymond, you and the Bruins. Uh, Dan brought up a great point. The salary cap uh, right now we're uh, uh, the salary cap. I think we're at minus 2.4. Five million dollars. Uh, here's a way you can get rid of it. Get rid of that shitbag backup goaltender you have, uh, Allmark, because he's at five million dollars at a base salary. There's uh, seven teams right now that don't have a either starting goaltender or a backup goaltender. Blackhawks don't have any current goaltender on their squad. Why aren't Why isn't Sweeney calling the Blackhawks and just making some sort of trade for some late round draft picks just to get this guy off the? Uh, off of your uh, salary cap and, you know, get back into the positive because you don't want to play the Tampa Bay thing where you're trying to shuffle things around uh, post uh, uh, playoff time coming up. So you, you, need to get, you need to get back in the positive and not in the negative starting the season. So I think they need to get rid of Allmark. That's your biggest thing right now. And Sweeney should be making some phone calls to other player, other organizations in the league to uh, get rid of this guy. How do you feel? Yeah. How do you feel about them bringing Sweeney back? Uh, we wanted to fire Sweeney. Oh, him and him and Cam Neely. I mean, the guy is just, you know, forgive the pun, but he is just skating on his reputation as a, as a player. Yeah. Like, well, I'll, I'll tell you, it should have blown everything up. Here's here. It all, it all relates. Right. So uh, the Bergeron Krejci move or the right moves. Honestly, if you look at it right now, they're the right moves to do for the Bruins because they don't have enough young talent to rely on them. And they're not bad enough to go to the bottom of the league. So, uh, get as good as you can be and maybe 2019 was a was a gypsy fucking tear in in your in your cereal because is that the, racist the, maybe the the path that the bruins took to the stanley cup finals will never be had again but maybe they're hoping that it will be and that's the only way that this team will succeed to the stanley cup finals that being said 
you are owned by the Jacobs. They do want revenue. Um, you said first seed, Dan, in uh, first round, and uh, that's probably accurate. But I think they have potential to the second round if uh, if Krejci can come back and be what he was when he left. We don't know that. He hasn't is that everyone talk any year. Is that everyone's healthy and everything goes right in the right direction? And yes, no... everyone's healthy and goes right in the right direction. But let's yeah, not forget not McAvoy and Marshan are starting the year on the uh, longtime injury list, which is you, why you, you see, can uh... start the season under two million dollars behind the cap. Did you see which... Nose Face Killer at Tuca's wedding? Yeah, he's dancing his fucking ass off. Fucking yeah, hip, doesn't, hip didn't look too bad. Having a good old time. Here's your here's your here's your lines. I'll get I'll give you the roster right now, and it is what it is for the Bruins. You're you're a, you're a walking second round exit, and Dan, you brought up a better point. Sweeney and Neely need to go. They're they're dead men walking. There's no there's no chance in hell that these guys continue to be in their positions. Two years, three years from now, whatever you want to call it, they've just extended themselves they enough. Got jobs for life. Cash them. No, they if don't. They, they, yeah, they, they do. The no, they Jacobs don't. Doesn't, Jacobs doesn't give a. I'm going to tell you right now, they don't, Ray, because if if Bergeron and Krejci didn't come back this year, they're not making the playoffs. And as soon as you don't make the playoffs, you're out. I guarantee you, if they don't make the playoffs this year, they will still have a job next year. I guarantee you, they won't. Oh, well, I... next year, fine. You want to give me one more year? The the second. Just look at the history of the Bruins. It's not that hard to figure out. If you don't make the playoffs, you're out. You're mm. out. I think you're Cam Neely's his boy. Look at Shirelli. And was Cam Neely's his Shirelli. boy and Sweeney is Cam's de- boy. I don't look think at Shirelli, Ray. You started, they started to defer salaries with Shirelli, and then they missed the playoffs those couple of years, and B was fucking out of here. Same situation going on with, with Sweeney. He was under Shirelli. He's doing the same goddamn playbook. Collect Right now, he's talking to his wife going, all right, this money's going to run dry in a couple of years. We got to start investing. Let's start buying some real estate. Let's put this shit in some bonds. He knows that he's got a limited time to do this. He's squeezing that fucking lemon dry with Bergeron and Krejci. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. Mm. And, and this new coach, Ray, this new coach has oh, got to be the biggest question. Fucking mark. Hate Ray. I fucking hate Ray. Go ahead, Dan. Go. Sorry. No, 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 no. I, but I'm just saying that this new coach with, some sort of weird history is now coming to a major market. You say it. He's a drunk. He got drunk and whipped his dick out at the owner meeting or whatever. Pissed in a in a in a pot the, 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 fa- the family Christmas party or something. At the family Christmas party, he pissed in the aloe vera plant, and uh, they were like, "Dude, Montgomery, time, time the to fuck, go. man." He's yeah, like, and that was uh, whatever. That was your wife has fake tits. That's what, when he was coaching in Dallas, you know, that, that thriving market known as Dallas, that big hockey market known as Dallas. This guy is going to get eaten alive by the Boston media, or he should. If they don't, then there's something going on, and they've got blackmail photos on the media members because if they don't put this guy, you know, to, through the ringer and ask him what, like, I just don't, I don't know anything about him. So I think Montgomery's going to do well here. You know why? Alcoholics are, are very good. In New he's surrounded by them in, in Boston. The only thing that could set him off the rails is falling off the wagon, which could also happen for, as just as easily <laughs> in New England. Right. Yeah. No, he's right. He's in Boston. He's surrounded by a bunch of drunks. They're either going to really support him if he's winning or if he's losing. Let's just one shot. One shot, Montgomery. What's yeah. it going to do? Wife. Yeah. Does, and I well, can confirm not, his wife well, doesn't have to take this. Nice just a yeah, little nothing, snap. nothing crazy, yeah. nothing fucking crazy. Uh, okay, we're running late, so let's do a uh, afternoon delight. Talk a little Kevin Durant for a couple minutes. Skyrockets in flight. Woo! As 
afternoon delight. Whoop. You guys have it, I huh. think. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. Ooh, I'm, Kevin, I'm very, I'm very interested on Frosty's take on this. That's a big Celtics guy that he is. You're a big Celtics guy, Frosty. I yeah, basketball first. Your your basketball, your Celtics, Patriots. Where do you go from there? Bruins, Red Sox. Bruins, I thought, Red it, was, Sox. I thought it was a Revolution, Red Sox, Bruins. All right. The Revolution, our soccer team in New England. The, yeah, the Revolution. Hey, they, they, it's not a bad, not a bad game. It's an inexpensive way to get down to Foxborough. Exactly. See, there's no inexpensive way to get to Foxborough. <laughs> no, no. It's, yeah, you're not you're emotionally. You're gonna, you're, gonna one way or, you're gonna pay for it one way or another. Yeah, but one way or another, you're you're fucking you're gonna punch. If a, game, if a game's gonna, gonna be low scoring, I prefer a little more action. You know, hockey there's at least a lot of action. Baseball is like watching paint dry, and and plus I, I don't know, I'm I'm kind of old school. All these sponsorships and these you know, CGI graphics that are put on the mound to advertise for companies. It's it's just become a joke. So. But yeah, Celtics are Celtics are my first love. Basketball is my first love. And I don't, up until this whole, we're going to send potentially Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant, I was coming around on Brad Stevens as a GM. If we send Jalen Brown, and I don't care what the rest of the package looks like, if we send, or if we send Tatum and we keep Brown, I've heard that theory as well, right? We send Tatum, we keep Jalen Brown, which is insane, but... If we do any of that, then I will have lost all of the, the faith that I had built up in Brad as a GM, because I think he's done very well. He's impressed me, but I am not going to get some older, overpriced crybaby who, when he doesn't get his way, if Boston doesn't win the title within the next two years, three years, I don't know how many years he has left on those thin legs for for. You, you think he has four years left on those legs? Oh, yeah. But wait, do you, four years left to play? How long can he be a dominant top 10 force in the NBA? You think four more years? Three and a half. Mm, I'll take the under on that. But I think that we would mortgage our future at a chance of trying to win the title when it doesn't make sense to because we're, we're fairly close. Bringing in Brogdon is – a great deal. So I don't see the need to, to bring in Durant because again, if this was five years ago, three years ago, I would love to bring him in, but now a little bit older whiny, like he's, he was going back and forth with like fans on social media. The guy he's like, you he's ever the look original at his, baby back bitch. Yeah. But you look at his MySpace page. MySpace. He, he's got MySpace. MySpace. He had one. He was on one. Oh, the haters. They keep me going. Like, you are such he, he's a he's a taller, darker version of Chris Sale, mentally fragile and <laughs> not physically that strong. Right. Yeah. Right. No, that that all is completely fair. The keep him in okay. Brooklyn, keep him in Brooklyn. So just to, just to back up a little bit. So the, uh, obviously the latest reports here out of Kevin Durant is he went to London talk to uh owner um joe Sai ray not to say whatever well fucking say. put parentheses on how to pronounce it sorry i'm sorry uh, like his pronouns yeah his name pronunciation yeah please good use of parentheses by the way that's a good word for you parentheses yes 
Yeah. Uh, went there, demanded that GM Sean Marks be fired and that coach uh, uh, Steve Nash be fired. Which, when I heard, it seemed weird. It seemed like, it seems everything Kevin Durant has done this offseason has seemed weird. And then you have to think about who his running mate is, and it's Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie Irving is the puppet master that Kevin Durant is is being puppeted by pulling the strings. There yep. you go. Ever since Kyrie he- Irving is mad either that he didn't get a uh, max extension by the Nets after not playing basically 60% of the games that they asked him to play after paying $30 million a year. Um, or he's mad that they didn't support him as much as he wanted through the vaccine thing or whatever. He's now come out and said that he doesn't like uh, Sean Marks who did everything everything that those two little fucking delinquent cunts asked him to do mm-hmm. trade their entire roster for James Harden, their entire really good roster for James Harden. If they just kept those guys, they would have beat the Celtics by the way. So trade all those guys, bring James, James Harden in that didn't work. Dumpster fire waiting to happen. Ray, we called it. Uh, it's, you go on. It's, he said he didn't need a coach. Steve Nash comes in Kyrie Irving reportedly was holding different practices after practices from Steve Nash. So now it all makes sense. Kevin Durant is being puppeted by the self-righteous YouTube fucking cunt that is Kyrie Irving. That alone tells me that I don't want anything to do with Kevin Durant. Nothing. You can't put a trade in front of me from the Celtics that brings Kevin Durant here that I want him. Nothing. So it was reported by our friend, uh, not reported, but it was floated by our friend Jack Simone, uh, CLNS Media uh, Heavy, Celtics.com is where this is, that the Celtics now could possibly get Durant for Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, Grant Williams, and a, some picks. Basically a first uh, shitty first-round pick and some swaps. Done. On the surface, if you can get Kevin Durant for not Jalen Brown, yeah, wow, that sounds great. I'm out. I'm fucking out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out on Kevin Durant. I don't want him. If you want to swap Marcus Smart just for Kevin Durant, fine. He can come <laughs> off the bench. He can come off the bench for my Celtics team. Other than that, I'm out on Kevin Durant and his fucking lunacy. I, if you haven't watched this, if you haven't watched the David Letterman interview with him, and a David Letterman interview is next up or whatever his thing is. I think it's on Netflix or whatever. Watch that interview. Watch how much of a just disconnected fucking cat this guy is. He's just like, I smoke weed, I play video games, and I don't give a fuck what people, and I bitch with people on Twitter. I'm like Bill. Is that the guy you want, like, steadying your franchise? You want to trade Jalen Brown for that guy? You fucking kidding me? I get his talent. I'm over it. I'm over but What if he doesn't want to be the star? What if he says Tatum can still be the he star? He is the star, right? No matter where he goes, no matter what he does right now, Kevin Durant comes to Celtics, it's Kevin Durant's team. And if they don't win a championship, it's Kevin Durant's fault. Yeah, but the problem is... And if we they have... do win a championship, it's Kevin Durant's... It's because Kevin Durant, not Jason Tatum. It's because of Kevin Durant. That's the that's the weight let's that... Say, let, let's say the Celtics, for some reason, you know, can't bring Horford back because they have Durant come over. Which player between Durant and Tatum 
who's the who's the leader of that crew? Marcus Smart is he going to step up and still be the vocal leader of the Celtics? Mm-mm. Durant's no leader. Durant is not a leader. You like, already went through this, you Dan. You already went through. You went through years of this with Kyrie, Gordon Hayward, whoever else you want. Twenty twenty one was the year it established the hierarchy within the Celtics organization. I have a question. Jason for you. Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart established and they got it for the most part smart kind of stepped out of his fucking lane there towards the end yeah which i'd be okay trading him for pretty much anything cost us whose team was it when paul pierce and the big three were there and kevin durant uh, kevin 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 garnett Garnett. and pierce knew it but they Uh, gave him the captain they gave him the captain so he would feel okay and he fucking knew it he was 12 years into the league he knew what the deal was he got it he was 30 something years old. These kids are 24 and 25 years old. You're going to fuck with their heads again and bring this guy in? No, this this fucking walking bowl of frosted flakes. No fucking chance. Hmm. Give me Brogdon, give me Gallinari, give me Tatum, give me Brown, give me they are odds on favorite to win the championship right now with the team they have constructed. Fuck Kevin Durant. I'm out on him and his Kyrie Irving fucking voodoo ways. Sorry, I know I've sped a, said a lot of this. Frosty, your your point. No, I I I agree with you on a lot of it. But yeah, it, I think though to raise earlier point, if the Celtics did find a package, I mean, I love Time Lord, but he's he's an injury waiting to happen. I don't know if the guy's a long term solution, um, but he's he's electric. The dude is absolutely electric, and I would love to probably put a little bit of money on him as defensive player of the year next year just for the, the fun of it. But, um, but yeah, the, the, the Celtics don't need Durant to get over the hump. And, yes, they need some scoring, but as they, Brogdon's going to help them in certain ways so that – and Gallinari is going to be underrated, a guy that usually kills the Celtics. He might turn into what – like Wes Welker was for the Patriots killed us as a dolphin. Then we sign him, And now the guy just can, you know, be the Wes Welker going into that year to fancy football draft wise. People were taking stalwart, I think over Welker. They didn't know what to expect of him. This little white receiver. I think Gallinari is going to become a huge role player and is going to be scoring probably 12, 14 points a game. Best shooter on the team. Oh Yeah. Yeah, 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 and that, and take, yeah, take they filled. The, Brad Stevens went out in every gap that you could name that they had in why they didn't win the championship. He filled it. Yeah, and, and then he, some. Literally, he he proved himself prior to this whole Durant debacle and even getting involved in the trade rumors. They shouldn't even have been involved in them, knowing that these guys are younger and you don't want to mess with their heads. Fragile. He may finally got them bought in. He, we just didn't. We didn't need that. And Brad has done everything he was supposed to as a GM. He's not the draft evaluator, talent evaluator that Danny Ainge was. Who I think we're, we still have to wait and see with that. Dan. He hasn't made any. So we'll, well, we'll wait and see. And the only Richard, hmm, like guys was, was Pritchard Ainge or Stevens Ainge. I think it was Ainge. I don't think Brad Stevens has made a draft pick in the first round. Hmm. He's traded He's traded the first. Yeah, he hasn't made those, those aren't worth the only one. The only draft pick he made was that guy with the fucking hair in the second round. The, hey, you know what? That's going to be a good pick, though. And that's why we can get rid of Pritchard. <laughs> the only point I'll make on this is 
if if they have rumbling, if the Celtics have rumblings that Jalen Brown is looking to test free agency and not sign, then maybe that's that. And or or more specifically, he just wants out of Boston. If they have that feeling, then I will change my opinion because I, you have to make the most of an asset. Well, then I would call our old friend Danny in Utah and talk about getting Donovan Mitchell for Jalen Brown. I love that move as well, Dan. I've, I've put that I'll on do the that. Show, uh, show, show before. The other thing to keep in mind, and we'll move on to simplest minds of the week, is um, uh, Bra- uh, Jalen Brown is due for a Supermax if he can get on the all-defensive team or all-NBA, one, two, or three teams. And he can only really get that with the Celtics. So he has motivation to stay with his team money-wise. I think he he's, he's yet to come out and say he doesn't want to be with his team. I I don't move Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown was the best player on the floor for the Celtics in the NBA Finals. Like, yep. I've been on the Jalen Brown train for years. The dude is a fucking stud. You don't move on from that. Pay that man his monies. Simplest minds of the week, real quick. Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. All right, Raven, give us the Marshawn Lynch story. Uh, Marshawn Lynch was pulled over in his, um, I'm not a car guy, but it was a fancy-ass car, and uh, when the cops got to him, he had no tires left, and it was just, he was driving on rims. Uh, he was fucked up. <laughs> Rich is joking. <laughs> I, but yeah, uh, when, when you're too drunk to know that you don't have tires left on your uh, rims. Uh, I just like thinking of Marshawn Lynch in that situation. Think of the shit Marshawn Lynch has said on camera. You put oh, him yeah. on a fucking <laughs> curb with cops driving oh, his car down the road without the tires. Cam. Let's see the body cam. Oh, yeah. When that comes out, that's going to be must watch. I was trying for some fucking Skittles. I was he, 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 he shows up the court. I'm just here so I won't get fined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch on body cam on the side of the street after driving his fucking $100,000 car without any tires. I need to see that video. I need to see that video. That's a dumbass fucking move. And the reports are he was at a club and then left and kind of knew that his car didn't have any tires. I don't know how he lost his tires, but he just drove it anyway. GT500. Cops believe Lynch was driving prior to his arrest, showing the front left wheels rims resting on the pavement with no tire in sight. (laughs) Good for him. He saw some sparks and pulled over. Smart guy. Yes. I'll give you my uh, candidate. Rodolfo Castro slid into third base for the Pittsburgh Pirates over the week. And uh, in the, in, in the motion of that, Lost his iPhone out of the back pocket. <laughs> out of his back pocket. Three three things. First of all, how bad is the Pittsburgh organization baseball-wise that you Awful. have guys Relegation. with fucking iPhones in their back pockets playing baseball for you? Second of all, how do you not get thrown out immediately for having, I don't know what, the contraband on you in the, in the field of play? Like... Video, the Red Sox got fined for having an Apple Watch. And, yeah. Third, kind of respect it. Like, how are you going <laughs> to swipe right? How are you going to handle your social medias in the dugout if you can't keep your phone on you all, all, all time? Sure. And the Pirates suck, so who gives a shit? <laughs> Ronaldo. 
Rodolfo. Rodolfo. Ronaldo is a soccer player. Rodolfo is a baseball Rodolfo player. Rodolfo Castro is swiping right. Ray, uh, you've never played baseball before. You've never hard, played a sport in sport. which that you have pockets within. You've never played a sport in which you have pockets that you could hold shit uh, in. Our soccer shorts had pockets. Your soccer sh- Why would your soccer shorts have pockets? I don't know. Because we're cheap, probably. And we didn't couldn't afford the good shit. So we had pockets. What did you keep in your pocket? Nothing. Not a condom. Mouth guard. Mouth guard. Not a condom. You know I go raw on your mom every fucking Tuesday night. Thank you very much. She's listening. I'm sorry <laughs> for that. Ross, for us, you remember my mother? I hope. Uh, I, no, I have not. Very good. Glory holes usually have a wall, so you can't see the person behind it. So that's okay. probably why he hasn't uh, met her. Yeah. Okay, I just muted Ray real quick. Uh, Frost, you ever spl- ever played a sport with pockets? And would you keep an iPhone in there if you were a professional baseball player? Your thoughts on uh, Mr. Castro? Yeah, I I swear I I feel like I'm like aging at warp speed because I don't I just don't get it. You're a professional athlete, like not even having your phone. I don't even think you should have your phone in the dugout during a game. Like, what is so important? No, that, definitely that, not. DMs. Like, you, you're trying to see if Brittany Renner is going to DM you to mm-hmm. ask for another kid. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just, mm-hmm. it, there's no reason for it. And yeah, at Pittsburgh, which is such a Pittsburgh pirate move. And yeah, yeah the, only, the only one I was more, uh, more surprised by was a WNBA player trying to make us think about uh, our bad call at the end of a game. And tweeted something out our referees are trash finding what's a fine in the wnba like 1495 10 piece of nugget how's that work probably the nba pays for the fine well, exactly. the for or the yeah. u.s or the u.s government yeah, depends true. depends on if you're in russia or not this has been the simple mind sports show friday rewind august 2012 august 12th uh is it 12 it's not the 19th no it's uh, 12 <laughs> I have a, I have a flight. I have a flight the night. It's the uh, it's the twelfth of August. That's what and she it's said. It's a Friday rewind. Um, thank you for joining us, Dan Frost. Yes, and thank you. Uh, thank you. we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah. fuck yourself no thank you were you pinching one off is that why you're 10 minutes late been drinking (laughs) please god tell me they're not white wine you know raymond uh after so many years you should know me and you should know if i say something then you you do it to not do something i think you do it just just saying may i say first and foremost thank you for the gift I was very worried when I saw it because of the Kyrie Irving incident I did at your house. 
putting a baseball card of Kyrie Irving in your daughter's room to watch over at night, sweet baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. I was very scared when I opened that gift, but it was very nice. Um, you're welcome. Um, the Kyrie Irving card crossed the line, frankly. And uh, I will cross that line in reciprocation at one point in my life, in your life, or your son. Gonna, it's going to be so. It's going to be so far from now, and I'm, I'm going to forget about it. And you're oh, not. Yeah. No, and yeah. you're going to be. You're like, not going to see it coming. You're going to say checkmate, motherfucker. You're like, not going to see it coming. Uh, but it'll 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 get there. No, this was just a uh, affirmation of friendship. You were uh, shitting again and drunk, and you saw it on Instagram. Old old uh. Old, uh, old, well, his last name's Wood. What's his first name? Bear. Bear Wood, the uh, big black professional uh, porn star, RIP. He wasn't a porn star. Did you ever watch the documentary? I'm sorry, I didn't. I he was paid he was. to model. He was hard. He was on hard times. He uh, was paid to model. He took some uh, provocative photos. Well, what I sent you did not show off the goods. For the it listeners, I, 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 the sent, I sent Raymond and uh, actually a couple other friends of ours uh, some <laughs> some stickers on light switches. And uh, if you want to look up Bear Wood, uh, it's well, everyone knows. Everyone Big Black knows. Wood. You know, you know the pose. He's sitting on the bed. And, that fucking uh, anteater between his legs. As Bill would say, hanging brain. And uh, that's the biggest brain I've ever fucking seen. So. Uh, now that hangs in Ray's hall. <laughs> Wife is not happy. You don't say. Yeah. I go, hey, can you turn a light on for me real quick? And she opened up the basement to turn it on because it's it's the light switch to go down to the basement for uh, my my oasis. <laughs> what the fuck? Who sent us that? Oh, that was rich. It was just a gift. It's very nice of him. <laughs> you need to take that down. Nope. No, I do not. The fuck I do. I am uh, going to shoot her a text real quick. <laughs> Just ask her to turn the light on. She'll know. She'll know. Uh, Ray, we have a guest uh, host tonight. Yes, because the summer of the queen continues. I honestly thought it was the ABBA concert that he was going to. I searched some local, local concerts near me. ABBA came up and I said, he's going to see that. I was wrong. Hey, Kel, would you mind turning on the lights? <laughs> uh, let's bring on our guest uh, as we start the show, the Simple Mind Sports Show, uh, where we talk all things latest and the greatest in the ring. 